Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm with Graham and Paul, and we're just going to do a little brief rundown on today's rumours. Even though it has been a slow week, but we've just heard the rumour that Everton don't actually have to wait for approval from the Premier League to commence their transfer activity. Now we were wondering about this, hence why it's been so slow. But apparently they don't have to wait. So, um, Graham, what's your thoughts on that, mate? First, because even though you know we don't have to wait, it's still slow, isn't it? Still slow, but I'm of the firm opinion that um, we're, we're going to have to revert back to type uh, pre-Mishiri, where we've had to be very, very anal about everything that we spend. You know, if yeah. we're if we're looking at players, and obviously before there was the dossier, if we went down or the dossier, if we stayed up as to who they're going to try and sign, I reckon that they're going to be going through that with a fine tooth comb to, to make sure that they are the right player. There's there's been a lot of purchases over the last many years, even even previous year, where some people have been absolute ones, really, haven't they? They just they have all the ability, but they didn't have the discipline. So yeah, I just believe that they're going to take their time with it. Now you've got the likes of likes of Gabamon back, Tom Davies back. Now Lampard's getting his first look at them. You've got. Uh, you've got all these youth players coming back. Um, you, you've got Welsh coming through. Just talk of Broadhead and stuff coming back. Lampard wants to look at them, so I think them, uh, Lampard and Thelwell are, are going to be really, 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 just really careful at, at, at where they need to strengthen. You know, I, I really do think that with the Premier League, regardless of any other competition. You need the sort of two in every position, so that they want to make sure that they're putting the money into the right area, because there's going to be a few frail areas, in my opinion, across the team. Regardless, like I know a lot of people are talking, like Nkunku's back. It's great to see him back because I don't think he's had the greatest time at the club. You know, realistically, he had that season where he was playing in the cup, and we all thought we were going to see something great. We had an absolute year Newcastle, and then. Uh, it was just gone. It was just gone. Really, like you, you didn't see or see nor hear from him. There wasn't even the shouts from fans and Twitter want want them in the team. So players like that, we might have to go with areas to just say, right, well, maybe that this can be one with weaker backup, and here's where it needs more focus in regards to spending and signing. So yeah, I just think yeah, they're they're just going to be very very penny. Penny pension, it's going to be yeah, probably making yeah. a move. It's it's frustrating me to be honest with you. I'm seeing other teams make moves around us, but is it frustrating you as well, Paul? It is frustrating, but I don't. I think I seen something yesterday that not many teams have actually done any deals where money has changed hands in free transfers, loans, and stuff. I think it's once like dominoes. Once one drops, I think it'll just all the knock-on effect will take place. But it's what I'm saying that. The Premier League are okay with us to spend money now, but I think the real question is: is how much money have we got to spend? Yeah, which is something that we're never going to know because the club would be stupid to tell us. But what kind of players are we looking at? Are we looking for players under twenty million? Are we looking for a big sign and for forty million? We don't know, do we? Yeah, that's no. true. I mean, one of the names that we are linked with was um, Kyle Walker Peters, um, who's a fullback. So, what's your thoughts on bringing in another fullback, Graham? 
Um, I think it's I think it's it's wise really, especially if if he can play left and right back. To be honest, um, we Lampard didn't seem sold in Patterson. He's very sold in Coleman, but Coleman's ten years too old for what he wants, in, in my opinion. Um, so I don't think we can turn our nose up. Yeah, at getting at getting uh, a ready-made right back in. That would you know, be about the, that was my initial thought was, does he not fancy Patterson? But then Patterson first day back in training was today, wasn't it? So yeah. unless they completely made the minds up about him, you'd, I've heard Rangers fans saying he's a great player, but he struggles defensively. Yeah. Whether Lampard saying I need someone who, who I can rely on to do both defensively and at, defense and attack. Mm. Do you like Carl Walker Peters? Think he's a good player. Yeah, he's oh. decent. Yes, he he's he's a solid Premier League right back. Look, you're not yeah. you're not getting another Coco Martina, that's for sure. But uh <laughs> I think ultimately, yeah, like we all do respect, you know, we, we know like SPL fans are, are very, very proud and we're we're probably gonna talk about it later, but we are playing Celtic and in uh before in the break for the World Cup and stuff, but you know, to them that'll be a lot more because they've always got this sort of we're as good as you, but Ultimately, the league and the quality isn't. It's a massive step up for the coming from uh, Rangers, and he was back up at Rangers too to go straight in as Everton starting right back. I think yeah. there needs to be a wee bit of realism there from everybody. Everyone thinks he's just going to slot on and be perfect, all because of a reserve game where he showed a moment of brilliance. Yeah, well, not being disrespectful, not being negative or anything. I'm just saying, being realistic. Maybe he said, "Hatters, go back to." Julian Lescott playing left back ahead of Leighton Baines. Mm. Always, always said Baines will be Everton's left back for years. But you're looking at it going, he doesn't fancy him. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Lescott went inside and Baines came in at the right time. They could be saying, yeah, Patterson, you got the big money move. You're here. And you are going to be Everton's right back in the years to come. Yeah. But the season where you get through, it's not just you're dropped in against Chelsea and that's you up to speed. I just... I can believe that one because, again, if Lampard was in from the start of January, do you, do you think he would have came on? Patterson? Yeah. Um, possibly not. No. I don't think he would have. No. no. I think he relied on Coleman a lot as soon as he came in. That's why you've seen at the end of the season, you said he's one of the best men he's ever met. He must have uh, yeah. must have relied on him heavily. Yeah, but what I'm, say, what I'm saying is... Sorry, mate. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, so we came in and we need a right back and we need a left back and we need all this. Do you honestly think Lampard would have said Patterson's my man? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, don't think so. I still don't think so. To be honest, um, no. maybe not. No. Let's not forget that we've just got well, haven't got rid, but we've lost John Joe Kenny as well, so we can fill in those positions. So we are short of a of a fullback at the club. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. you've been. And Kunku before, but he's predominantly a left-sided player, isn't he? Whereas Kyle Walker-Peters can play on both. But he played every game too last year for Southampton. Yeah, so game. He's, he's a he's, he's a, a player. Who... Squad, he? Yeah, so he can be there. Might not mean much, but like his form got him into the England call. Yeah. Up. He got him a call up for England. Sorry. So I just think yeah. with him being young and English, youngish and English, that with Lampard, it's just the pressure connecting the dot. The dots a little bit and saying, "Oh, Lampard might want him, and we don't want him." Do you get what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were we not linked to him as well way back? Yeah. When he went to Spurs? Yeah, yeah. I'm nearly certain we were. uh... When he went to Southampton from Spurs, yeah. Yeah. I beforehand as well. Yeah, he's 25 now, so I, I, it's one of them players that might be like, you just haven't seen the best of him. You know, he's gonna bloom perhaps towards, you know, to when he's approaching 30 as a fullback. You just don't know, do you? But um, we're not as sure. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know much about uh, Walker Peters to be honest, but um, it, it kind of hints at that you know wing back position where you know you, you, we, we've heard rumours that Lampard wants to play you know with a wing back position, and he's he's obviously looking at some centre backs, and one of them will get in second. But um, if you're going to play with those wing back situation, you're going to need an extra person in there, like because. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a heavy workload running up and down that wing. You know, you've got to do both jobs, um, and it's 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 heavy. Like so, yeah, you're gonna to have to fill in, especially with Lewis and Kenny. But one of the other guys that we were linked with as well was um, Tanganga on loan from Spurs. Um, now this this guy's 23, and apparently he can play the fullback position as well if needed. So Paul, I'll come to you first on him. What's your thoughts on Tanganga, mate? I know from what I've seen that I think it's a, he's a bit of a fan favourite of Tottenham. He's come through the youth academy. I think he lives in Tottenham. He was born in Tottenham. Yeah. So he's one of their products. I think he's a solid defender. I think he might have be completely different to what Patterson might be better going forward. And he, I think he's better defensively than he is going forward. But yeah, he's a solid defender. I think if, I don't know, I don't know about that, that link to be honest. Maybe Spurs have just put him on the market and Someone's just put everything in the market for him. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. In the running for him, sorry. Yeah, Graham. What What's your thoughts on Tanganga, mate? Do you know much about him? Sadly, I sadly don't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to do. I don't. Um, just would have read, but just as you're saying here about our names thrown in, but you know the the Athletics reported that Bournemouth are in talks to sign him. Yeah. So they feel he's ready for a full season at a club yeah. he can't get football, which is. Seems mad he would probably get into that Bournemouth team coming up. Um, obviously their loan signings are limited, so if they're going for him, they see something, so he's, he would get the game time. I I don't know if he would get the game time here. I know Lampard's and they revamped the defense, and we'll possibly come on to talk about the defense later. But uh, he's also linked the AC Milan. There's talk of him going there on loan too, so it's very much a loan to come back to Spurs mature. So. I don't know. I don't think there's a lot on it, to be honest with me. Just when you look at that, we're not looking to any loans we're bringing in. We're we're not looking to improve to go back to another side. We're looking loans with potential that if they fit, they come in, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you could be right there. Um, one thing that I've looked at with Tanganga's stats is the fact that he does get injured quite a bit. Like, I mean, he's only 23, so we just don't know how good he'll be, but... Um, Apparently he missed like half of last season just because he had a knee injury in January and I we just can't afford any more injuries. Like I, I know Everton's a funny situation because you can be fit and you can play like every single game and then as soon as you come to Everton you're just injured or you know it might, in this case you're hoping that it doesn't make it worse and he can just I don't know I'm just trying to cling on to anything like but um, it doesn't excite me that one I'll admit it it just doesn't excite me but. Yeah, 
apparently we've requested a loan for him already. Um, so I don't know how true that is or not. But yeah, does that mean that you know the 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 rumours to that Rodrigo Bacal fellow fell through and nothing's happening there because we're looking at this centre back instead? I don't know. But it's gone quiet like, on him, hasn't it? Silence, yeah, yeah, gone really quiet. Um, one of the other rumours then was um, apparently, well. Everton will be interested in a swap deal uh, between Andre Gomez and Adrian Rabio from Juventus. Um, of course, Everton would be interested in it because if you're Juventus, I just don't know why you would do it. But, Paul, what's your thoughts on Rabio, mate? Yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? Very good player from what I've seen. I think he comes... People always turn their noses up at him. I think he comes with a little bit of baggage if you've read the stories about his I think his mother's his agent and yeah she basically told him Bappy's dad that he was shit <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, and she blamed Pogba to Pogba's dad for them getting knocked out the the Euros. Yeah. I think it caused a bit of a split in the camp and I think Rabio ended up getting dropped but I think he's been called back up again now. So yeah. Imagine his mother imagine his mother here with the rest of the parents with our players. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he likes yeah. the Royal Rumble. <laughs> going off in the main stand all the time but uh, now he's a good player I, I just can't see why you, Juventus would want Andre Gomez but maybe in a slower league he'd, he'd do alright in Serie A you never know yeah maybe mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, Graham what's your thoughts mate on uh, Rabiot Rabiot's a class act but he's yeah. he's one of those troubled players <laughs> you get an Elka vibes from him do you know what I mean Le Sok <laughs> it's uh, yeah he is it, it just it, He's, he's at all. I remember like when he was when everybody turned their eyes to PSG. Mm. Um, like he he was he was one of the main things like in the midfield. Uh, he was a player like, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's really really nice on the ball too. Like, but he he, he didn't hide in the pitch again. Just he still repeat what Bernie's saying. It sounds like a mad swap. Yeah, yeah. But like I I seen that there was like a story for it too. Was saying like Everton. Uh, could, uh, could pull off transfer jackpot, so even even the people writing the stories are saying, "Yeah, this is about mad here." You yeah, know? it would be nice if we got him. Like, I mean, he's another. Um, he, he's quite big what? actually. He's six foot two. No, I was just going to say, do you not think though that sort of older quality and the same mindset of Deli Alley is that we need to go for that sort of troubled. I'm not saying Deli Alley's ill-disciplined, but like you know, he, he had a rep too for being a bit of a party boy, kind of. But yeah. do you not do you not think you have to take the gamble or maybe one of them to come in and to see if they can embrace it? Well, I think yeah. it was Andrew. Andrew said that in the past, maybe if you had a, a dressing room full of a few misfits, they might band together and become something special. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I do it, think I'm... this could be a Lampard thing as well with these players. This, you know, I don't know for certain, but maybe Rabiot said, listen, he wouldn't normally go to Everton, but I'd go to Everton while Lampard's the manager. Mm. I think all but... midfielders would want him to be their coach. Like, Yeah, definitely, mate. Um... Yeah, like, he has the modern grasp in the game, doesn't he? Yeah. He can relate to them. It's not like you're speaking to someone like... like I, know, I know he's not my favourite person in the whole world, but you imagine going and Signing for a guy like Rafa Benitez and in, in this modern culture and where it's just how people like to be treated and spoken to. Yeah. And dealing with some dinosaur, or if you were going on to like an Alan Pardew or something like that, you know, you 
it's them guys so out of touch. Someone these youthful managers now, like Lampard and Jared and stuff, you know, they're a lot more, you know, I've been there five years ago. It's a long time in football, but it's not as as long as where some of these other guys have been out of it. You, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it's like the modern day football that needs an arm around the shoulder. People say, oh, they all, you know, it's a bit outdated saying they need to man up, they need a firm hand. But it shows you with Rafa Benitez, it just had the complete opposite effect with this, these Everton players. Yeah. Then Lampard yeah, comes in, you can see him hug it. They've wished him happy birthday on social media and everything. So he's like the mate. He, obviously, he's the boss, but he's like the mate as well, which is yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it's like they used to say it, it like likes a Real Madrid and. Uh, the Milan clubs, Juventus, and just you know, all, all Barcelona, all those top clubs. You're not going to really teach these guys how to play football, you're going to really manage their personalities to, to be successful, you yeah. know what I mean? And hence, why someone like Ancelotti done so well. And Benitez, he, he flicked it at Liverpool, let's face it. Um, no one's seen that that Champions League one coming. He started Harry Kiel for God's sake. You no, know, Dieter Herman came on him and won, won them that final. Don't Can care about anyone. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Go through that team. But ultimately, you know, like Benitez had a thing where he was following Ancelotti and every time it went tits up basically. So, you know, it used to be just at those, the point I'm making is it used to be at those top teams, like you just had to go in and manage the personalities. Whereas you, you went to teams that were all, all, were all but lower down. It was more or less on these big football personalities and you had to build a winning formula. It seems now that with the way the modern society is, whether you like it or not, um, you, it, it's actually probably a harder job because you have to manage all those personalities more than you would have had to before, I would imagine, as well as trying to build a one-on formula. So I think it's even harder to manage less of a top club. Oh, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, I'm a big fan of Rabio. I, I think he's got a lot of really good qualities on him because obviously he's quite big as well and he can you know he's technically is quite good he can control the ball he can pass it around he yeah. can tackle um his stats in regards to goals and assists aren't very impressive I'll be honest they're, they're very similar to Gomez but that's not always you know the the story of football is it so it's just one of them where as you say it might be worth just taking a risk and if he's up for it if he wants to play in the Premier League then the thing is with him, I just don't think he'd be that short of offers. I think there's other clubs in the Premier League that are looking at him as well. So we'd be lucky to get him, in my opinion, even if he is a bit of a troublemaker. Like, but I don't think there's much in it, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Well, let's have a little look at the. I mean, we're obviously due to go to America next week, but before we go, we had a little friendly game today in Finch Farm, and. Um, well, Calvert-Lewin's goal, mate, talk us about that, talk us through that, because it was a nice little composed finish, I don't care if he's playing against 10-year-olds or what. No, it was, mate, he uh, took his time there, didn't he? Cracked yeah. the ball from um, Gabaman into Isaac Price, who we all know, I think it was Isaac Price anyway, Lampard seems to uh, really like, he plays it into Calvert, feints a shot and then chips it over the goalie, and we, we don't see that all the time, as you say, it's only in training, but Never know. People accuse him of he, he's rubbish at one on ones. Well, he wasn't rubbish there. Yeah, that's true. Um, Graham, talk us about that that ball from Gabamon, mate. Yeah, um, it was a really really nice ball. Um, we've seen that before in preseason. Can't remember who it was a couple of years ago too, but we all thought you knew when he just came back, and we all thought 
this could be the time uh, that really good game in preseason. Um, in regards to Gabamon, I, I I think again to re- reiterate what I was saying earlier around spending, I think Gabamon is going to have every step, touch, turn, tackle, every single thing is going to be under. He's going to have two, three sets of eyes on him, um, not just Lampard's. They're they're going to see if he can really be an option this time. Yeah. He went to, he managed to play injury free in Russia, so his body's capable of playing the game at, at a professional level now again. Yeah, um, he, he he got hung out to dry. I I didn't see the game against Wolves, but um, Benitez put him in in a two. His first game back after about a year and a half, and he stunk the place out. Was dragged off at halftime. Yeah, if I remember correctly. So. I think someone like him deserves to be either playing in a setup where about where it could be a, f- a five-two-three or or a five-three-two, but he needs to play in a midfield where he, he is in the six and he gets the chance to build up into it. If we are going to use him, I'm not saying Gibbons the answer, but if you're someone who thinks that he doesn't even deserve to be looked at by a new manager. Mm. He, Wobble, in my opinion, because we party person financially. Yeah, think about the money you could save us if Massive. he came good. Yeah, it's twenty five million. He's in he's in good money. He's like 70, 70 grand a week, and he's give us absolutely nothing. You so, know, so how many games this season, and for him to play, would you consider it a success? Would you get ten out of him and, and think that's okay? Thirty two. Yeah, <laughs> have to I'm play serious. I'm serious. He needs to be consistent and and. Stay injury free. Um, obviously, he gets a niggle here or there. Fair enough, but it needs to be. If he can't be a debate on a space as they should be starting that week, you know what? What's the point? You know, but if he can't get in and 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 give us something, bring some value to his name and stuff, mm. it's just despicable. Now, there's a lot of guys we're cutting off. You he- you keep hearing people say just. Uh, just get rid and get the wages off the book. We need we need to bring money in. This PNS issue, like we need to bring money in. You know, I think the players should be briefed on on the final issue or the financial issues, um, as to how they need to kick on if they want to get a move. They can't just sit. You need to perform to get your move, to get the club some money, to to justify the sale. Yeah, you know, it's such a it's such just such a highly stressful time and stuff for the team, like. I think about it every day, and it's 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 not affecting me apart from the fact that I, I'm a supporter. So it's it's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, be, before he came to Everton, he was playing quite regularly. Actually, you know, he's had um, he played eighty six times for for Mainz in Germany, um, which is obviously a lot more than us because he's only played about six or seven times for us um, in the first team anyway, which is just shocking since we got him in like twenty nineteen, which is just it's just awful, but. That's what I mean, John. He's been here three years and none of us know absolutely... We just don't know anything about him. Yeah. We know nothing. I don't know what type of player he is. I mean, the handful of times I have seen him play, he's looked very static, but he's going to mm. look static if he's just coming back from a career-ending injury. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I remember seeing him against Hull in the Cup. He came on and next to time, I think, and he had a really good game. Yeah. People would say, well, that's the level of opposition. They're tired after 90 minutes of football, but he did make a difference when he came on, but... Yeah. I can't. I can't tell you what type of player he is. Is he ball winning midfielder? I I don't know what he is. I don't. Well, I've got a clue. 
Well, the second half of the season at CSK, uh, CSK Moscow, he had 11 appearances and he scored two goals. I yeah. think he, I remember seeing it popping up that he was constantly getting a man of the matches. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, 11 he, appearances he, since. Uh, did he only go on loan in like the January as well, I think, or something? Yeah. yeah. Right, right at the end. So, February, February, the. Yeah. Whenever, so, yeah. 11 appearances since then is pretty good for him. Like, um, that's, that's an awful lot more than what we've had in three years with us, which is strange, but. Yeah. But they did send him back. They didn't. They didn't want to buy him, and that's Russia, where yes mm. was. Yeah, I think ultimately with our fans as well, they need to see a lot of fans saying, "Oh, he's rubbish." You don't know if he's rubbish. Listen, he, it's not his fault. He got three life-changing injuries, and they were the three yeah. injuries he had. I've just been, I've wiped them out completely. Yeah, it, it, you don't get any worse than them. So that Achilles no. injury, some people never ever recover from them. Yeah. Oh, mate, so he had, had two bad injuries on his thigh with where he's had to have operations to correct it and then that Achilles yeah, after- the muscle came off the bone seems what happened with Calvert-Lewin yeah, yeah. yeah. only it was much bigger and then yeah he ruptured his Achilles tendon yeah shocking um, yeah. hopefully he can stay fit a couple of weeks at least for the pre-season anyway so we can get a little look at him and Lampard can get a look at him um, yeah we'll see but um, just moving on to that pre-season tour then in America so um we're flying out next week and we're going to be playing Arsenal and Minnesota in friendly games. Um, now, Arsenal had a game yesterday and Gabriel Jesus, I think he scored two or three. He looked really good. But um, look out for our special episode tomorrow, by the way. It's going to be a special USA episode. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, talk to us. I mean, Paul, you said earlier on that you know we, we were open to have at least three in before we fly out, which is just not going to happen now, is it? So what's your thoughts on the whole pre-season thing next week, mate? Yeah, I doubt if they do sign someone, then they're gonna have to fly out there to them, which is not beyond the realms of possibility. Like, but I think yeah. I can't see it myself. But no, listen, I think it'll be a good opportunity for Lampard to have a look at some of these players like Kabaman, Tom Davis, and Kunku, Broadhead. Just give them all a go and see what they can do. Because um, he basically played the same core of players at the end of the season, so he knows what they can do. Yeah, but it's a chance at everyone else, even Patterson. Patterson could these could be big games for him this preseason. To yeah. show him that he, he he should be in the starting lineup on the sixth of August. August, sorry. So, always exciting to wait for these pre seasons, but obviously <laughs> the Everton official streaming always lets you down. Like, but let's hope things have changed this season. Like, of course, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's always shocking the media team. Like, um, yeah. Graham, what's your thoughts on the pre season? Because obviously we've got another one in in November. It's not a pre season, but we'll be away in Australia. So, what's your thoughts on the trips in general? Yeah, I, I just think, you know, yes, there was all the rumours that we wanted players in and stuff early, but as I was saying before, they have to be scrupulous. They have to, they're, they're probably going through their, their potential signings now and, and maybe saying, look, we have to whittle it down to this, that and the other. I, I reckon players that they maybe wanted before the end of last season, probably not the same players now that we want now because football moves that fast and mm. things change you know but I, I think the state that we're in financially especially with like all the talk around Gordon potentially getting sold there and, and what that can make for the club being hard profit yeah. they're, they're really going to have to have an eye on any of the players that have came through the academy to say who can we force in and around the squad that can build up to be an asset they potentially sell in two or three years 
Yeah, it's shocking that we have to think that way, and I don't know if they are thinking that. It's it's shocking. Sorry that I have to imagine that that's in their mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. should be something that you discuss about, like bringing someone through the cell. But I just think he needs to have a look at this entire squad here. I think it's yes, the season's not far away from signing, but these players are these potential players that we could be buying are still training at their club. They'll be fit. They'll be ready to come on their team. It's not ideal. You'd love them in early before they all go away so they can bond and stuff. But it's not heartbreaking to me purely because it means Lampard can have a proper eye. You know, you'd rather he was he was waiting, to, he was sitting on money, knowing what he needs in two weeks' time than bringing someone in now and Tom Davies being out injured last year and studying the game all of a sudden is a brilliant number six. Yeah. Looking at someone now, I know this is all hypothetical. People will probably smash their phones, so whoever's phones are still working. <laughs> Saying as you know, he could be he he could be right because Tom Davies he isn't a bad player. He's just been a bit lost and mismanaged, you know. But just hypothetically, right, you could be looking saying right, Tom Davies can do that job. Yeah, he might get us to Christmas, or, or or do they want to break? So you know what, we can put our money here, or we can sit on sit on our money and see what happens. Realistically, because they might, if they're bringing in three people, they may only bring in two and sit in that money. And if not, that money then can go to helping us better going forward. Again, I hate talking about money in that sense, but ultimately, I don't think it's a bad thing that he's going away now with this current crop, with the guys who had a bit of international duty yeah. coming back to get away. So he's working with a squad, you know, it's a comfortable environment. No one, re- apart from Tarkovsky, to chill under the team. Obviously, that's him with the with the Charleston going no so I, I think it's alright I, th- I think that they can find something so I'm not too heartbroken yeah fair enough mate um, obviously we're playing Arsenal on the 16th of July next week and on the 20th of July we're playing Minnesota United um, I, I guarantee we'll see some rumours of this takeover getting you know, brought back up again because that's where their head office yeah. is based as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see things coming out after next week. But yeah, we'll see. Hopefully we can, you know, have a good look at the, the players in pre-season with a decent stream actually because every pre-season that we just watch is just awful to me. I, I just can't. Yeah. It's just Pay the lucky bill, Evan. Yeah, it's just shocking, mate. It really is. But anyway. And that's um, before we even talk about the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, another little uh, break that we're going on in November. Uh, well, we're going to Australia, uh, playing in the Sydney Super Cup against Celtic and Sydney Sydney Wanderers. So, does anyone have any thoughts on playing Celtic there? Well, as I was yeah. saying before, I think that's going to be a big deal. Celtic fans, you look at you look at Scottish football fans, they that. Their mouth waters when they get a chance to play a Premier League team in any competition in any form. You know they just it is that sort of you're not better than us that that you no know, inferiority complex thinking. Do you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. Uh, that whole you know if we were in your league and it's always debated and stuff. So I yeah. think that'll be a game. Plus I know there's a lot of uh, Irish. Uh, Celtic fans and stuff, and in Australia, um, so see, see for the likes of Toffees down under, and a lot of Irish and Scottish down under, they'll be they'll be absolutely buzzing. Like, what a what a way to make their summer. Yeah, 
Definitely. Yeah, I've got a mate who lives in Australia. I know a few blues who live in Australia, but got one of my best mates who lives there, and he's made up like he's a uh, start planning ahead now. He hasn't. Don't think he's been to an Everton game for about four years because obviously he lives over there. Yeah. So that'd be like he's not even bothered about the World Cup. That's that's their World Cup now. Everton yeah. going over there, and we need to tap into that as a club as well. You know what I mean? Of course. We don't, mate, we're yeah. not very good at doing that, are we? But maybe that's at a different pod. But we need yeah. to do. Yeah. While in America, they need to just do as much as they can to get sell shirts and get our name out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's our Same first trip to Australia since 2010 as well. So it's been a while. I think it's good too because, you know, we talk about the financial state of the club and how they market themselves and stuff. To be going when they're in a way in a World Cup just to be like, no, you guys aren't your jollies. Yeah. You know, they make money in these. You, you get a lot of money for being invited to these cup competitions. That's why it's great that we're going to this one again in the US. We must have did well last time to get invited back. And uh, obviously with going as well to Sydney and stuff, like uh, with Toffee Talk that we know on, on Twitter, friend of the podcast, and yeah. at Talk Toffee, Talk underscore Toffee, like, but I know he's going to be there. He's already been messaging saying, like, you know, he, he can't wait for it. And so it seems like a, a really big deal to those guys. Like, so I just think it's it, it's brilliant that the club are doing that. It, it looks like they're they're looking at any sort of uh, financial revenue to come at the club. So it does. I know it's just a tournament to people, but to me, it, it does scream that we're looking at ways to get money in the yeah. show to get us out of this hole. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I wouldn't be yeah. surprised to see us pour ourselves about a great bit more. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see us doing an end of season tour. We've seen a couple of teams do that the last couple, of, maybe just before COVID. Yeah, I think it was Chelsea finished the season and they had to go play a game in Asia then. I wouldn't be surprised to see us do something like that. Get awesome. one last tournament done somewhere before the the books are looked at again for the end of yeah. the season. Well, this is what we talk about, isn't it? We, we need to move away from the People's Club in L4 and L4 only and all the locals support Everton. We need to move out away from that if we want to be successful in the future. We've got a lot of fans out there who, who don't live in Liverpool and we need to tap into that. Of course, mate, yeah. yeah. Do you think, do you think um, obviously there was rumours of Tim Cale getting involved in January? Um when you when we got Kevin Thelwell and uh, Frank Lampard, do you think Kale's had something to do with this? I know it sounds like a really broad statement, like, but it could be possible. You know, it, I wouldn't um, be surprised. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure if you dug in the people that associated it, maybe we should have done it beforehand. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Cahill. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take away any credit from who maybe is in charge of this tournament. But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see Cahill's name linked. Have we yeah. not taken Rangers' place? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They pulled out. Um, and yeah, they, they were going to have an old firm derby, but I think they didn't like it for some reason. I just don't know what the reason for it was, but well, they, they didn't want to play an old firm outside of Scotland or something, didn't they? Well, I think it's... That's one of the feistiest, most feistiest derbies in the world, really, isn't it? I don't think there's any such thing as a friendly as that with them two. No. Never. <laughs> Um, I tell you, who we might get a chance of seeing again is uh, Jack Rodwell, who did join actually uh, Western Sydney Wanderers in November. So we might see him. Might see him. A legend, a, a legend returns. Yeah, probably score two. Past <laughs> us, the old way, isn't it? Um, just before we go, as well, going back to that friendly, just want to touch on 
the rumours that Deli Ali came back to Finch Farm in peak physical condition, apparently the best condition of his career as well. And he did look actually quite lean in them pictures today. Um, so that's good news, isn't it, Gray? Yeah, really, really good. We're yet to see what Deli Ali can bring. Let's let's face it. No point beating around the bush there. Like um seen a glimpse. It's mad, you know, some of our fans will say, Yeah, but what he did in that second half, but he didn't do anything for four months. Nope. You can get a sniff. Nope. You know, you can roll you can roll the dice and play that game and say, Oh, but we didn't want to have to play the money. We wouldn't have had to pay anything if he played every played every game up until the last game. So that was down to him. That's my personal opinion anyway. Um but yeah, if he Daily I can come in and click. Well, you then look and within the, in the next year to change your your playing style to suit him to get the best out of him. Yeah. Um. Just as you're saying about coming back lean too, you know, Calvert Lewin looks like he's maybe lost a wee bit of muscle, a wee bit of size. Maybe he was carrying too much. Mm. Um. That he maybe put on under because he, he did go full beast mode under Ancelotti. He came back yep. that year just as a as like a power forward. You know. Um. Maybe he's like when he was so lean before. And he chased everything and, and ran ran after every dead ball to then bulk up the way he did and just become an absolute head machine and yeah. a 20-goal season striker. You, everybody tends to forget that too. Maybe he's looking now for the in-between. It could have had something to do with his injuries, perhaps. You know, that extra bit of weight just throws off your coordination sometimes. and Massively, sure. Well, that's the thing. And even if it's not, I'm sure it is with these guys... But like if you if you if, if the balance isn't right, it starts applying pressure all down the other side of your body. I've heard it all my life off physios, <laughs> to be honest, saying you've too much on this side and you know it's easy done. So yep. that that can aid the causing problems. So yeah, he's maybe just taking a bit off and maybe we're gonna see a brand new hybrid Calvert Lewin this year. But I think them two can get it right and click. It'll be amazing. Like and as finished the other day, you know. People say you can't put away one-on-ones. That was yeah, nice. Definitely. Um, some other players that were involved today as well, Andre Gomez, uh, Damari Gray, Tom Davis, Mason Holgate, Ben Godfrey, Yeri Mina, um, Ellis Sims as well. So, yeah, pretty much all of the first team, well, most of the first team got a, a good little run out today, albeit it was against kids. Like, but yeah, What I will say, sorry, John, about yeah. Dali Ali is... Um... He's been he's been wrote off Deli Ali, basically. The national press have wrote him off, he's finished. Yeah. You've only got yeah. to see, you know, Melinda, who's one of the people on our podcast. She she put a tweet out saying she feels like Deli Ali's gonna do well on the scene. She got absolutely destroyed for it by Tottenham fans. Yeah. yeah. Laughing at her and saying she's stupid and what a stupid statement to make. And she's not the only one either, because if you put a Deli Ali tweet out, then the Tottenham fans are all over you saying he's finished. He doesn't want to know. So Yeah. What it was it Deli Ali, he's got he if he can come good again, they're all going to eat the words and that should be his motivation going into the new season. Yeah, it should yeah. be. Definitely, mate. He's a good bit of snag just as well. You mentioned going through that team. Um, Yerry Mina, personally for me, I think he's staying. Yeah. I think Lampard's looking at it as in, at the minute, it looks like we're chasing our tails around transfers. I don't think it's going the way that we thought it would go. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they say, regardless of what we have um, in midfield and at the back, we're going to have a solid back five. I really do believe now he's going to go with three centre-halves. Yeah. And as I said before, the th- Tarkovsky, nothing more needs said on that we've said. He'll he'll be number one on there, Mr. Reliable. If you can get Yerry Mina in there beside him, 
And then if you're playing, say you're playing against a Liverpool and you put on a Michael King, head everything, block everything you can. So you're playing a low block with him. Or if you're playing maybe five more yards of the pitch, maybe 10 more, you can have a Mason Holgate on there. Or yeah. uh, ben, ben Goffrey, the sweep. You know, I really think that, you know what I mean? It, you know, <laughs> it means then that you've still got that solid foundation, you know, at the back. And then it gives Coleman the ability to, to play more because he's got the cover of three and a system where they probably know what they're doing. Yeah. Excuse me. And I know that's why he's wishing, but, uh, you know, you look at that then and, and and maybe then it gives it gives him that wee bit more freedom. I don't know. I just thought I would ask you guys what your opinion of that is. Yeah, no, maybe I thinking maybe, you know, we say, oh, why aren't we moving for, I don't know, for I can see Conor Gallagher or something like that. Maybe, He's thought Delhi Alley's in his mind. He thought I don't need him because I've got Delhi Alley. Yeah. Whereas we're all, which is a fair argument, we're saying well, we only seen him a handful of times in four months, and he didn't really wasn't ripping up any trees. But mm. I, but I said it from the start. Maybe I think he, he was brought in with this season coming up in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I settle in Liverpool for, for a few months, and then next season you'll be starting. That's what I well, think that's... he said to him. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you because that's what we were all saying. Oh, Delhi Alley is signing for next year. Like, I'll be honest, if it was my money and we were in this state and he was saying, oh, what are you bringing Connie Gallagher? I'm saying, you've got Delhi Alley. Mm. And, you know, with all due respect, can you yeah. go away, get a preseason trip? Everybody's starting from scratch here. Can you show me why Delhi Alley isn't going to work and you need in Connor Gallagher? Don't get me wrong, we love Gallagher. But what, you know what I'm saying from... yeah. I, just to reiterate again for like the third or fourth time in this podcast, it is absolutely shite that we have to keep discussing finances that we don't yep. have. Like, all we can do is assume like we, we all shouldn't have to go away and learn about profit and, st- and sustainability. Yeah. Our club, you no. know what I mean? Be, you know, so, but that is the mindset. So, so I wouldn't be surprised to, to, if they're looking to buy it. It could even be Thelwell saying it, just saying, look, you know, I get your frustrations, Frank, and I want players in too, but we what need you got them. <laughs> I am coming too. We need to watch everything. We're having meetings every single day and we're going to see what we can get and we are going to squeeze every bit of juice out of this lemon. Do you know what I mean? To yeah. see what we need. I'm excited, but I'm terrified at the same time to see what they can do and what they can, you know, drain out of this yeah. and go forward with. But I really do think Yari Mina is in the plans. I really do. Yeah, yeah I think mean it. I think mean it to be. Maybe there's there's rumours of he's going to change the players' diets and you know stuff like that. Maybe that's because they've had a look at it and with injuries and thought, well, obviously what we're doing is not right, so we're going to change everything and see what we get out out of it. You know what I mean? And maybe I think mean it. We'd be stupid to let mean it go when you really really think about it because he is a good player, but yeah, he's not reliable enough. But a fully fit Yeri Mina he plays every week, doesn't he? He does. Man. Can you imagine, yeah, you imagine a fully fit Yuri Mina and a three with James Tarkovsky and, as I say, in a low block. Love him or hate him, boys. Michael Keane, when he's not having to worry about anybody else's game, he's a decent defender. Yeah. yeah. He is, like, you know, see me Hallgate, that's where them guys can do well. And you imagine then, so maybe, well, not maybe, on this podcast of our entire ensemble, I am the most critical of Ben Goffrey. Um, and in and, and my opinion, rightfully so, because of what I've seen. But if you yeah. can get him on there with them too, 
you're going to accelerate his learning his learning capacity for Premier League football because he, he hasn't had a whole lot of it before he came to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, hopefully then he can grow into that centre half that we all want him to be, especially me. Hopefully, mate, yeah. What? Hopefully. A little random fact on there, Yeri Mina, his, his father and his uncle were both goalkeepers, but they decided to try and persuade Yeri to be a different position just because they had too many goalkeepers in the family, which is weird, but yeah. Where did he even learn that? Yeah, <laughs> I've got my thoughts on things. But yeah, on that note, um, Graham, Paul, thanks for joining me. And uh, look out for our special episode tomorrow as well, USA special. Ever an army? Ever an army. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAWpodcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at EAWpodcast at gmail.com. This show is sponsored by 3 Transport Refrigeration Limited. They offer refrigerated transport breakdown coverage nationwide, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Check them out at www.3trl.co.uk or call 01925-550-333. Go ahead and check them out for all your refrigeration transport needs. Catch you in the next one, guys.